Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, this season, we're excited about all of our guests, but today we have someone special. Yeah, so we are so excited, and we're going to be honest, we literally drug her in to <laughs> have this discussion. Uh, we have the president-elect for CEC, uh, Dr. Angie Jasper. Welcome, Angie. We're so excited. Yes, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, so we're kind of trying to do a little reflection, you know, it's CC's 100th birthday. And so I'm just kind of curious, um, with your background, we know you're a professor at Central Michigan, you've taught 16 to 20 year old student, 21 year old age yes, students yes. at the high school level. What is like at this point, like you are most proud of in your past 100 years? We know you're not 100 years old, yes. but what's your, <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite accomplishment that you'd like to kind of highlight in as we celebrate 100 years? You know, I think for me, it would be pursuing my PhD. I'm the first in my my family to achieve that that uh, that achievement, and so I'm so excited about it. And my parents are um, extremely proud of me and supportive. So um, I say that's important because for me, it has um, provided an, op an opportunity for my nieces and my nephews to see someone who has pursued advanced education, graduate education, and that's something that they aspire to do in the future too so that's really important to me that's right. exciting we're that in is. first gen college my size so yeah we appreciate that and that's a huge accomplishment yes. so congratulations and your service that you got your phd but now you're giving so much i mean yes. being a national leader in an organization and being a professor is not a small feat so yes. thank you for that thank we really you. are celebratory of that and so um angie as you think about your career and the students that you've worked with along the way. I am sure, having also worked with secondary level students, that you would have many stories to tell. <laughs> but uh, what, do we, what, do you, what do we tell these new teachers or these teachers who are just getting into the secondary level of teaching students with disabilities? What are some practical thoughts you have about teaching that, that age group? I think um, one of the things that I had to learn was to not take things personally. Uh, the students that I worked with had um, some emotional uh, behavior disorders, and they often say things <laughs> that right. they don't necessarily mean 10 minutes later or the next day. So realizing that you can't take those things personally. And another thing that I um, think is important for first-year early career teachers to realize is that you have to be gracious and compassionate when we're working with our students. We don't realize the fullness of their, their backgrounds, their experiences, and what they bring with them into the classroom every day. So just being mindful of that, I think, um, is very helpful to them and to you personally. You know, it helps you um, to realize that you don't have to take those, those instances of um, challenge personally. You can give a little grace and a little compassion. I love that. I love that. And you know, I, everything about you, I wish our listeners could see you talk because your your passion just comes and your beautiful you. smile and your thoughts. And so I, I have a question for your vision. I mean, you're stepping into leading this great organization, but I'm just curious. And again, it's a, a laugh moment, but where do you see, what do you hope the field looks like a hundred years from now? I hope that it looks very diverse. I hope that it looks like a rainbow, you know, and that's, I say that, um, jokingly, but realistically, wanting to ensure that our field represents everyone, represents our students, represents um, a variety of teachers, um, administrators. My, my hope is that, um, yes, that we are diverse. Yeah. And what do, you, what, do you, what do you see 
Um, you're you're just entering the field compared to me and Lisa. <laughs> yes, <that is> true. <laughs> we're we old. Thirty yeah. years on you. Um, so, what do you what do you see as the steps to getting there? And it just your thoughts. How do we get there? I think um, for me, it starts with mentoring. Like, so I just talked about my experience and pursuing my PhD. That was the result of someone pouring into me, who was supporting me, who was encouraging me. And so I think it starts there with mentoring, with um, pulling people in, helping them realize their strengths, helping them realize their abilities, and kind of encouraging and supporting them along the way um, to help them realize their potential. And so when we think about kids with disabilities, um, my experience also includes kids with uh, emotional and behavioral disorders and some significant disabilities. And I'm always concerned that we're not doing enough mentoring with that group as well. Uh, What what would you say to new teachers out there who are thinking, oh, I see so much potential in these kids and I just don't know how to help them get to that next step, whether it's post-secondary, whether it's employment? How how can we as teachers mentor our our students so they can reach some goals? I think... um, First of all, we can't be nervous about it. We can't be scared. (laughs) And we have to realize that we have to have high expectations for all of our students. All of our students can achieve academically. They can achieve behaviorally. And so if we have that mindset, I think that will help us to take that first step. And that's what it requires. We just have to step out and and, and invest and give the time and the effort. So uh, my last question for you is I also have the privilege of being a parent of a child with a disability. And, uh, you know, what, what do you think 100 years from now, too, parents can count on CEC for or go to in this organization just to let them know of, of you know, the resources? What, what, do you, what do you see there now and in the future? I'm not um, a parent of, uh, of a student with a disability, but my, my youngest brother has a disability, and he's my my why. I always tell my students, what's what's your why? What's, I ask, what's your why? He's my why um, for entering the field. And um, my hope um, in terms of uh, parents would be that CEC would, as you mentioned, provide resources in a way that's accessible to them. I don't know what that might look like, um, Lisa, how we might push that push that out there. But my hope is that parents will realize that we are here to support them, and they will come and seek us and we can develop that relationship where they can feel supported and, and encouraged. I love it. Thank and you. For our listeners who are not familiar, CEC stands for uh, Council for Exceptional Children. And I think that our our new president has quite a job ahead of her, but I love the idea of making this organization and our entire profession more accessible to parents uh, and a go-to resource that has some real practical action items. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you have any questions, you can send us a tweet at Access Practical or you can post a question on our Facebook page. Thank you again, Dr. Jasper. We really enjoyed talking with you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you.